0: Prior to his departure from Istanbul, Peter marked an extended holiday on his calendar. Kiev. He caught a morning taxi to istanbul Ataturk Airport and waited through security and boarding lines until he was seated on his flight to the Sikorsky Airport outside Kiev's city center. He found the seat comfortable enough to think, sleep, or dream of his return to a familiar place. He touched the gift in his coat pocket. Was fall coming, he wondered. The light from inside the plane seemed stronger than the light outside. The last few days in his schedule had been a blur of movement. Anticipation of his departure from Turkey had overwhelmed his concentration. Indeed, as he left his hotel for the last time, he wasn't sure he had packed all his belongings. The job in Istanbul had metamorphosized into more work endless public documents, and additional reviews of questionable water quality results. The regional governmental powers kept him there against his desire without a practical choice, for it was his employment. On his return after an eight-week absence, Peter wondered if somewhere in Kiev a candle burned in a window for him. However, he feared to hold out hope. As he and Liliana had spoken over the phone, She would see him, gladly, she had said. The thought of giving her the pearl he had purchased made him nervous. It's a silly thing, he spoke to a traveler who took the empty seat next to him on the flight. He was a business suit type who, when he learned Peter was from the U.S., was curious to strike up a conversation. It's a pearl I purchased in the bazaar in Istanbul, Peter continued. Yes, I've been to the bazaars on many trips, the stranger added. I used to work for the tire manufacturing plant outside Omerli, in Turkey, but I'm on my way for a job interview in Warsaw," he added, to make an impression. The stranger was eager to speak about his successful episodes in trade, but Peter was already opening the tier of Persia to show off his find. Peter knew it would bring a bit of pleasure into the conversation, at least on his part. He exhibited it for his own elation, not for the suits. The pearl's luster shone brilliantly, Furthermore, the gold chain and its filigree setting on the clasp were the result of perfect craftsmanship." "'Oh, it is a prize,' agreed the stranger, but its shape." "'Yes,' Peter smiled. "'I noticed it, too.' "'No, I I mean, is this for your girlfriend?' "'Yes. No,' Peter could not say. Surely it is not, but Peter hoped it would become so." "'Well, that is good,' said the business traveler. "'I don't follow,' Peter broke out of his romance-induced haze. But the plane then approached Sikorsky Airport, and the pilot's announcement interrupted their conversation. When the passengers deplaned, the business traveller stood, said goodbye, and moved quickly to the exit. Peter was likewise rushed, but he carefully repocketed the treasure, the tear, before he stood. When he reached the customs cubicle, he felt a cool breeze fill the waiting areas. Kiev is much colder than Istanbul, Peter said to himself as he mentally wondered whether he was prepared for the frigid temperature. Unfortunately, Peter had to give up his apartment after a month to save on expenses, and he had not thought to reserve a hotel for his visit back in Kiev. Once he arrived at the airport, Peter took a taxi to Liliana's house in the Novo Bilici area. It was late, and he could not find a direct bus. He knew there had to be one, but his Ukrainian was detestable, and he did not wish to ask an attendant. When he approached the house, it seemed odd that he had never been inside. Liliana had asked him to knock quietly, lest he wake up Mrs. Vazienko. Thus, he called from his cell phone outside the steps. "'It's me,' Peter whispered. "'Oh, yes,' she whispered back. "'Where are you?' The skin on her neck began to tingle. "'I'm just outside the gate. I didn't want to disturb your mother.' Peter smiled broadly as she peeped through the slit of the main door's security window. She grabbed her coat and hurried outside but forgot, and the door slammed as it shut. Oh no, she yipped at the unfortunate sound, but laughed, grabbed Peter's arm, and pulled him away as quickly as possible to escape if, indeed, she had disturbed her mother's rest upstairs. To be sure, it was late. How was Turkey? she happily inquired. The mention of Turkey reminded both of his recent distance, how much she had missed Peter's company it was fine but too long he feigned a complaint everything he had endured prior paled at that moment liliana firmly grasped his arm and cradled it in hers they rapidly walked down the sidewalk into the cold night into nowhere he told her about one of his many projects we did everything we could but the owners of the building refused to open up their storage areas and as a result the government hired a tank A real military tank to tear into the buildings, he chuckled. Liliana laughed along with Peter at the story's preposterousness. True, he declared. Liliana squeezed his arm. But luckily it wasn't loaded. A moment of quiet contentment passed between them. I missed your smile, she modestly said. You know, Peter, when you smile, it makes me feel warm inside. Is that good for my English? Peter was aglow he had forgotten how fond he was of their talking, he would endure the harshest day in exchange for just an hour of her conversation. Yes, your English is good, Liliana. It is perfect. Peter tried to say the same in Ukrainian, but he failed. Liliana laughed and corrected him. His hands slipped behind her back, and she grabbed his arm tighter. Without planning, they had strolled south away from her mother's suburbs, along sparingly illuminated lanes. When they reached the metro subway station, the yellow brightness of the growing number of streetlights gave the impression that they could go on forever in the falling chill. You must have a room somewhere, Liliana abruptly inquired. No, I, I had no time, but you know, my Ukrainian and Russian is so rough, on the phone it is near impossible for me. He smiled, but Liliana did not. Oh, Peter, she became worried. The hotels may be shut. It is so late. Tomorrow is a national holiday and so most people, even the hotel workers, have the day or part of the day off from work. She stopped and weighed his predicament. Peter was not as worried as she was. He was still walking on clouds and didn't care if he stayed up all night. Liliana then struck upon an idea. I have a friend of my mother who owns a pension with rooms for let. I will call her and we can see. It is in moments of need that friendship shows great colors. Liliana was indeed proud to give Peter her aid. If in her town she could not provide for Peter's basic necessity, she would have been ashamed. Her quick call and confirmation of a vacancy delighted her. She had performed more than a small charity. She had successfully negotiated a rescue. The direction of the pension was not far since they were headed in its general direction. As Peter had forwarded most of his baggage to his next job, he was light on essentials. When Liliana made this known to the proprietor, the frail elderly woman who ran the pension, she offered Peter access to her stock of soap and toothbrushes which she kept on hand for guests. Liliana watched Peter rummage through the supply of outdated soaps, creams, and toothpastes while she incessantly giggled. With hand signs and limited Ukrainian, Peter tried to thank the keeper of the house. Yet her courteous mood changed when the elderly proprietor subtly asked in Ukrainian a question Peter did not understand. In the room, Peter asked Liliana about the matter. She's my mother's distant friend and is interested in nothing but gossip, Liliana half angrily blurted out. She is an old woman with much tongue to move about, Liliana's English faltered in her emotional state. She asked you what, though? she wanted to know if I were going to sleep here, too. Liliana laughed out loud, smiled, and made a face something near to a wink. Peter's heart raced, but he knew better. I brought you something, he changed the subject. Oh, yes? Liliana sang with animation as she spied the delicately wrapped present Peter presented. Peter carefully extracted the gift box, a lovely creation of hand-laid papers and string. Liliana was numb. When she viewed the jewelry-sized box adorned with ribbons, string, and colorful paper, for an instant, she imagined the box was her life inside Peter's hands. Liliana held her breath, not wanting to move, lest she cry. After Peter placed the captivating creation into her palms, Liliana briefly paused to savor the moment, but then rapidly opened the wrapping and box. The lovely pearl with its gold necklace had waited for this moment. Beautifully colored, smooth and milky, bound in a teardrop shape, the pearl called to the sea. Liliana begged Peter to place it around her neck as she raced to see what she might look like. Peter lifted the clasp and moved behind her. As he drew near, the subtle smell of perfume. The curls of hair unkempt about her ears, and her rushing breath filled him with both panic and excitement. A second felt like a minute. Slowly, with careful determination, he encircled the thin chain around her neck and drew the clasp securely shut. Because Liliana's skin tone was slightly olive, capable of tanning, but not darkened by the sun, the pearl appeared luminous on her skin. A marvelous match. While silver may have also worked the same magic, the gold chain signified a purity that confirmed Peter's choice. However, Liliana could not see and moved to the closest mirror. Peter stood behind her to witness the pairing of the two beauties. To him, Liliana was the real pearl. She was lovely in the sunlight She was exalted in moonlight. She had a charm possessed with stern melancholy, innate warmth flooded him when she spoke. For Liliana, Peter's charisma found in his smile and steadfast eyes gave her comfort. Her pulse raced as she watched him watch her in the mirror. His hands reached up to adjust the chain at the back and she grabbed them. The two stood and faced the mirrored pair. In the reflection, their eyes locked. Holding her hands, he let them go to touch her delicate shoulders while Liliana measured his breath on her bare neck. Their bodies did not touch except where Peter's fingertips met her skin. With his gentle hold of her, he turned her round to directly face him. Her lips slightly opened on impulse. Peter slowly closed his eyes as his face moved towards hers and hers to his. It had been too long since their last kiss.